Hello and welcome to Full 90 with the Fellas. I'm Kevin Noonan. I am Andrew Gilly. Today we will be talking about the MLS is back tournament. That's the actual Whatever name. Whatever that means. Yep, that's the actual <laughs> name. That and some transfer rumors, transfer radar going on, and then end of the show with some Who Am I's. All right, so to start today, we're talking about the MLS's back tournament. What a name yeah. for it. Uh, it sums it up perfectly. The MLS it doesn't, is though, back. to me. No, because... Because I thought this was the entire season. And then I read through the rules and regulations, then I got to the bottom, and it says what happens after this tournament. And it says, upon completion of the MLS's back tournament, MLS plans to continue its regular season with a revised schedule and home markets, followed by the Audi MLS Cup playoffs and the 25th MLS Cup. Yeah, so... I don't get the point of the tournament. So, what <laughs> I... Yeah, because I kind of understand where it's like after the... The group stage... Is, what's weird is the group stage is, what's ha, what, is yeah. what has the most meaning. But... Yeah. And I took it as... So, the group stage game, those points count towards your actual, um, you know, regular season yeah. schedule right. and, like, fixtures. Um, however, everything after the group stages, the knockout tournament, all that's pretty much for fun, except yeah. that what's on the line is like, uh, like 1.1 million in bonuses for the players and, uh, a berth in the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah. So. Is that, that's not per player. There's no way they're dishing No, 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 no. Yeah. I don't think per player. I think that's just the pool of the cash that like that gets split. Fucking team. no money. Yeah. It's like, it, it really <laughs> does. 1.1 million divided by all 27 of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't quite like, I get it. And I think the idea is to condense what we've missed down into like what we've missed, uh, from COVID kind of shrunk down. Into, yeah. But that's where it shrunk down to just over a month. Right. Yeah. July eighth to uh, August eleventh. Yeah, and it, it's it's weird, and we were just talking the the time frame is in terms of the games yeah, well, is weird. Yeah. It's like it's eight p or eight a.m. nine a.m. nine a.m. eight p.m. and ten p.m. ten thirty ten thirty game all time. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. So for us in the Midwest, eight a eight a.m. and I'm I tell you one fucking thing, I'm not gonna wake up at eight a.m. specifically to watch any MLS game. No. Unless, even if I'm betting on it, I'm not going to wake up. I yeah. give a fuck. So, 8 a.m., 7 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Yeah. Which is... Just weird. Yeah. S- like, spread throughout the day. So, a 12-hour gap, basically. An 11-hour gap. And then... A fucking, like, one-hour gap between those two games. Between the, the 8 p.m. and the 10.30 game. Yeah. Th- that makes no sense. I feel like they could have spaced it out a bit better. Make it maybe keep people interested a bit more. Yeah, be like maybe like a ten a.m. a five p.m. and then like a ten a, a ten p.m. Yeah, like I feel like that's very well spaced out. Yeah, and I I guess I understand. So I'm reading through this right now. I'll, I'll just put some details up to kind of say this is from the MLS website. Uh, the 26 teams will be split up into six groups. The Eastern Conference will have three groups: one of six teams and two with four teams each. The Western Conference will have three groups, each consisting of four teams. Each team will play three group stage matches over the course of 16 consecutive days. So, okay, real quick, I want to stop this. So we're condensing down a season of what we've missed to just sum it up where only three games matter for you. Yeah. Only three games of points yeah. matter. That's in. I don't get it. I don't want – I mean, okay – It'll be cool to have a tournament of soccer back, but considering just the point that only three games, you can only get nine yeah. possible points out of it. And so though, what does this cup mean, though, like I, as nothing. well, is what bothers me. Yeah, it, it literally, and they'll never have to do this again, so it's not no, like it's like it's a not cup. not going to hold it's, anything. It's just like a thing that they're doing, which, like, I get it, I, get, I guess. I understand condensing and making a tournament where, like, I think part of it is maybe just getting teams back up and running and what they kind of wanted it to be was, like, in case teams are rusty and like this has affected them, it's only nine points, I guess. Yeah. But still, to me, I mean, no other league have they done that. I mean, we've seen teams like Leipzig just and Schalke fall in the Bundesliga, yeah. where it's like you come back rusty, you come back rusty. It doesn't fucking sucks deal for you. with it. 
You have yeah. five substitutes. Figure the fuck out, which they also have in this cup. They do, seven. yeah. Um, and so then going on uh, from that, uh, if two or more clubs are tied on points in the group stage, uh, MLS regular season tie-breaking procedures are used. Uh, the tie-breakers for determining the four third-place clubs are one points. Uh, no, first, first is... Sorry, yeah. Um, uh, one, so points first, um, goal differential second, and... Goal scored third, and then fourth is fewest disciplinary points. Yeah. Uh, a few things that'll be, I guess, thrown in there that are to take into cons- consideration. Uh, the the draw for the tournament is this Thursday, uh, Thursday, June eleventh at three. Tomorrow. Th- th- yeah, tomorrow. Uh, at three thirty p.m. Eastern time, uh, Nashville will be placed in the Eastern Conference and will remain in the Eastern Conference for the remainder of the twenty twenty season. So. Was Nashville not an Eastern Conference team that, at the beginning of the season? I guess not. I don't know. Were they not in a conference then? I don't fucking or know. Were they, they have to be in a conference if they're in the MLS. That's what I don't understand. Is like, I, were they or were they for some? This reason? is the most American soccer way yeah. of fucking dealing with this shit. Exactly. Every other country has figured it out by now. Yeah. The Premier League has dates coming back. The PS. I mean, to be fair, fucking France just said no. Fuck it. Yeah. And like Bundesliga has been back, and the MLS is about. You know what? Let's just set up a, a cup that doesn't matter. Yeah. Because why not? A fucks all tournament. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Which I'm going to spend so much money on, just betting on games. If we yeah. have games every single day, basically from July, uh, I mean, uh, what was it July eighth till August eleventh? I'm gonna bet every day on MLS games that I don't fucking know. Well, dude, that's the problem. Like, like, <laughs> I've done that and um. It's like the Bundesliga. I don't fucking know anything. Yeah. I don't know enough about it at times yeah. where it's like, I like the Bundesliga, I can actually almost sometimes give a fair guess. Yeah. The MLS, like, I remember I was watching games last year and like, I was like, I, even I this year, we were it. really into it for the first, like, what was it? Two or three weeks of the season. I'd yeah. come over, we'd watch those games. And it, I think we would put a few bets down and yeah, fucking nothing. I don't think I want any. No. Like, I, and then it'd be like two or three game parlays. Yeah, and like you'd you'd think that like Seattle Sounders are gonna easily beat like Philadelphia Union. Logic's thrown out the window. No, yeah, I, I, I fucking it, the league is so drunk. Yeah. Um. So and this just proves it. I mean, I'm also talking down about this. Like I talked down about the the new rules for like the NBA All Star game this past year, which turned out to be fucking amazing. So I hope this proves me wrong. I guess. It, I, it could. It, I just to me, I look at it and I go like, I, I like the concept of a tournament. I like the idea that like it is just a month of soccer and they're trying to get it back all rolling again. Right. I, I just don't love the concept that only nine points are at stake. That yeah. I think they would have easily have played. How many games have they missed? They would have had to have missed at least a like. A lot. When did when would like mid March it got stopped. It's three yeah. months. It's more I, than nine games, right? Well, yeah, I don't know. Be. I don't know where their breaks are. If they take any break, I don't know. But um, it just to me seems like it, it, only nine points at place is not enough for me to be like, oh, okay, like right. this really does matter and this really like has meaning for the rest of the season. Especially like if those nine points, you get six of those nine points, and like I'm sure like half the teams will. Yeah. Like you still have the rest of the season to play it out. Yeah. And I feel like, if anything, the clubs that have to play in the knock... First off, then, hold on. So if you get knocked out of the group stage, do you just sit on your ass for the next few weeks until this all pans out? I wonder out? if you have to stay in Orlando and keep practicing at Disney. Yeah, I, like, like what happens? is like, Are the know. rest of the remaining fixtures of the season being played in Orlando? I don't believe just, so. Yeah, I, I think this is just this tournament. I would, Yeah, so I don't... I mean, do you... And also, if you're, one I, of I, teams... I think the biggest thing to take away from it would be the Champions League spot for them. Even yeah. though like MLS teams traditionally just don't do well. I don't think an MLS team's ever won the. I can't remember because they would have played in the Club World Cup. I don't remember. I I don't remember any MLS team ever being in the Club World Cup. I'll look it up. Yeah, I so I mean besides that Champions League spot. I mean, it is a little bit of a dry tournament because it, you don't feel like much is at stake. And, like, it, I mean, it'd be kind of cool you won yeah. the MLS, MLS teams have never won the Champions League under its current format since 08, 09, and therefore have not sent a team to the Club World Cup, FIFA Club World Cup. So this is 
I mean, cool if you win yeah. it. And then cool, also, cool if you win it, go down to Mexico and get the shit kicked out of you by Pumas partway through the season. Exactly, yeah. I mean, and if you win if you win this tournament, but then you also win the MLS, doesn't mean anything. The double? Yeah. But double for me. Well, that's My a, team yeah, does it. But like, but, like, the Champions League spot, then, where does that go to? Uh, Probably the next highest. I don't know. Like, that's such, like, would it be... Are they even doing the U.S. Open Cup? Does that get a... I, I mean, I, I don't know. more into this. But, like, it just, to me, is, like, a weird setup where I don't feel like much is at stake, but it will be fun just to watch a month of soccer consistently every day, knowing that the times are, if I want to get up at 8 to watch, there's one at 8 for me, and then there's one at 7. 7, and, and then 9.30 our time. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it will be I mean, great. it's just more soccer. I love soccer. I'll watch it. Yeah. I won't really give that much of a fuck. I mean, like, but if it's a close game and, like, it's a good game, I'll get hyped up for it no matter who's playing. It could be, like, fucking Oldham versus Bradford. I'm going to enjoy it, which is kind of the same level as FC Dallas versus fucking Nashville. Like, Why didn't they just, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, if they're playing that many games rapidly... Why didn't they just have every team just start playing their schedule just a bit more condensed? I, was I don't know. Week games, yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. I think almost do maybe series if you have. I to, mean, where it's like, it, this is even just like this would be as condensed of a schedule if they wanted to finish on time without doing this. It'd just be like, okay, this is your December schedule, December January schedule. Like Premier League teams have to go through where Liverpool are playing like four games in nine days or some shit like that like you can fucking manage fucking wolves played city and liverpool in three days yeah you can fucking atlanta united can play like nyfc nycfc and orlando city fc in like the space of four or five days yeah like they can manage that yeah i i just think that um it, it, to me just this whole system the more i read into it it doesn't make as much sense as it's the most american to. soccer thing yeah, and I and this is where my problem, I guess, with the MLS for a while is that like they're trying to stray so far away at times from just how the rest from, of the like, world the norm. does it. Yeah, and what it, are, yeah, like playoffs. It's like it's like we gotta do the we gotta do it the American way, way to get the American yeah. audience. Well, I, I, do it like the rest of the world. I mean, yeah. the fact that like it, I we don't have like, relegation, we don't have like it's because yeah. and it just comes back to sustaining teams. You're telling me like, say, if the Houston Dynamo got relegated. Like, are they ever... It's like, because these teams built 20,000 capacity stadiums as soon as they're found, and they're like, okay, we'll be fine. They feel like one-fourth of the way. Yeah. I think Chicago is a perfect example. Well, that's why, I mean, the Chicago move, I don't quite... I mean, I great to have a team back in Soldier Field and be in a big stadium like that, but, like, the fan it's base not, has never though, been It's not, though, because it looks terrible on no. television. Yeah. When it I, looks awful when, on when I When I go to games, like, you have the Harlem End, which is the Chicago Fire fan group going nuts, but it's like tops it's like 77 guys or something yeah it's 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 under 200 people like no, I, I don't think that many stadiums in the mls would like obviously there's always going to be outliers of like a seattle or even seattle doesn't fill their stadium the top like two rows are like all banners of yeah. like the sense no it's century link i don't know whoever the fuck sponsors gillette i think it's gillette stadium does not fucking that, nope that, i don't think that's true either no i don't no, give no. a fuck but all i'm trying to say is like you're gonna have your outliers like Portland can fill up 100. Yeah. percent We've seen that Nashville even filled up. Atlanta, I mean, came Atlanta. I mean, yeah. What are they like? Sixty five thousand people a game. Yeah. And, they, and, and and like, the city's embraced it. But the city them. built. They didn't build that stadium for Atlanta United. No, they it, built it for the Falcons. If the, if Atlanta United went out of business today, they'd be fine because they have the fucking Falcons to fill the stadium up to capacity yeah. every football se- season for the next like forty years or whenever, however long stadiums last. I don't know mm-hmm. the fucking half life on a stadium. But it's just these teams, like, I know, I, I'm getting off track here from the tournament, but I'm just going on a rant about MLS. Like, these teams just building 25,000 capacity stadiums. Like, hey, how about you put out some feelers and don't fucking, like, waste all your money and look, like, embarrassing on TV. Yeah. Like, build 2,000 and then build it to be able to be remodeled. Exactly. Or e- even 5,000 if you want to, like, get that crazy with it. Yeah, and I think part of the, and, like, again... It's not not necessarily straying away from the tournament, but the tournament is a good reflection of just I think kind of how the, poorly it's how poorly run things are planned, run. Yeah. And I do look at things like I don't understand the concept of every year promoting and just making new teams when like I'll take uh, Orlando City versus like Cincinnati. Or no, not so they had a team before Orlando City versus like 
New York City FC. Yeah. Um, Orlando City, there was a USL team there before. They took a team with a good fan base and just promoted them to the MLS. I get that. Yes. But just creating another team in a market where it's like, like, like I think the, the St. Louis wanted a team, and St. Louis already has a USL team. Yeah. Promote them to the MLS. Don't yes. make a new St. Yeah. Louis team. Yeah. To me, it makes no sense why we keep having teams just pop up and you're forcing fan bases on people mm-hmm. when there's already teams in some of these areas that have good fan bases. Like like the Phoenix team, Phoenix Rising, that Phoenix, Drog, yeah. that Drogbo and like fucking Diplo own or some shit. Yeah. Or or like Tampa Bay Rowdies. Those are like yeah. and, and, and it's hard to be a historical team in the United States. Like I think Phoenix has been around since like 2015 or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to double check it cuz I don't care that much. And then I think Tampa Bay Rowdies, I just Google they've been around since 2008 and they've always been a UCL USL championship team. Like you're telling me like the MLS wouldn't be a more fun league if teams like that that had a following and had a like a crowd size of like ten thousand people. But it's it, it like that's considerably small when thinking about other stadiums in the US. But if they fill them, then fucking why not? Build stadiums that can be renovated to be filled. Yeah. Like Ford Madison, obviously they have laid they loan they lease out their field, but it's not like they if they were given money, they wouldn't have built like a thirty five thousand person stadium because that's absurd exactly like and there's no point to me especially when there are teams in the area with a fan base already there why not just add on to them and say uh hey look you're a team that has like that that could be a huge asset to the mls based on just like there are fans there it it looks like a fun place to be rather than and like like there's actually a soccer culture there rather than because part of it is not just making like the, the mls has two kind of things to worry about in in my opinion or like a lot of things to worry about yeah. in my opinion but like a few things number one is you, you gotta sell the culture of soccer yeah and by just making these teams and when like like if i don't watch soccer in america and i tune on i tune into an mls game and i see nobody in the stands i'm turning it off yeah like, like it, it kind of sucks to watch yeah nobody wants to go like nobody's gonna say oh yeah i want to go to the chicago fire game today I mean, maybe just because the tickets are twenty dollars and they just need to get people in, but yeah. like nobody just goes to those games. Like, you gotta, you gotta get people yeah. to buy into it, and they're not doing that very well, especially when it's like there's teams already with these cultures yeah. that they're not endorsing and that they're not, you know, yeah. backing. And, and I'm not saying I don't understand like building new teams to tap into markets, because obviously, like, I understand how marketing works and I understand how like managing yeah. a brand works, but like, why, why does explain to me how like Austin city FC gets to go right to the, yeah. Like you can't start them off in the championship even. Yeah. And then even have a relegation playoff. And I like teams that will survive, will survive, but teams that don't maybe like Chicago fire, like yeah. Chicago doesn't have an MLS team. Is that that big of a fucking deal? I'd rather have X amount of teams in the MLS with a better following than say, like I'd rather have the Tampa Bay. I'd rather have Phoenix rising in the MLS with a, a good, healthy following that's not an embarrassment to put on national television than watching Chicago Fire, Chicago Fire put 2,000 people in however, 65,000 or however fucking many Soldier Field sells. Because one looks good for the brand, even though, like, I don't know if you're like me, but I can never tell how many people is a group of people. You're either 5,000 or you're 5 million. I can't fucking tell. If it's more than 20, I don't, I can't guess how many. But I know it's not a lot of people when there's 90 fucking feet of space in between each and next, like, person in the stands. Chicago fucking Fire fans have been socially distancing since that club moved to Soldier Field. It's embarrassing to watch on TV. And it, and I'm, I'm not trying to pick on Chicago. I'm just saying it's like that for so many MLS teams. But it's such a, like, Chicago is, like, the catalyst to argue it with. It's like, yeah. hey, you know the Bears that have been around since the fucking 40s and how they fill the stadium because they have a following? Well, we're gonna stick the soccer team that doesn't have that much following into the stadium, and it'll be fine. Exactly, I and mean, it just pisses me off. <laughs> I don't know like why, but like, it's it's bad brand recognition. Like uh, people that are like not even soccer fans could turn it on and be like, see, even soccer fans don't like soccer. There's no one at this game, but then they turned on a game where the capacity of the stadium is ten thousand, and there's nine thousand five hundred people in it. They be like, holy shit, that stadium's packed. Yeah, it's it's all a visual. It's like how people like perceive how it is because 10,000 people in a 65,000 person stadium looks awful 10,000 people in a 12,000 person stadium looks amazing yeah I mean it's the same thing as why like the Union games always look sold out whereas at Hertha they could still have a crowd of 50,000 but it looks you know dead in there because the Olympics stadion is just massive 60,000 people yeah but Union's like 
19th no not even yeah 19,000 and three-fourths yeah. of the stadium standing yeah looks just packed. I'd rather go to that game exactly but I mean I, I the MLS I mean coming back to the tournament it this just shows I mean there's just a lot of weird rules and regulations to this just for me to really buy into considering it only costs nine points yeah and that the cup doesn't really mean much however I mean it, it is nice just seeing soccer every day at 50 from July 8th to August 11th, there will be 54 matches, 39 group stages, and 15 yeah. knockout rounds. Regardless of what soccer it is, it's soccer, and it's professional yeah. soccer. and I'm, It'll still be interesting. I'll still maybe, I'll still probably get into it just for the sake yeah. of getting into just it. Just getting bored. Like, yeah, like I'll, 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 I'll cheer my ass off for the Chicago Fire to make it to the final just to get, you know, I mean, it's not going to happen, yeah. but like just to see if they can get that spot. I don't think... It, it just it just sucks because it doesn't matter because I mean you could be the fire and win the tournament and then not make the playoffs. Yeah, the a very good chance of the fire winning, uh, not winning the tournament, but definitely not making the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. But um, I, we I mean we talked a while ago and this is going back like not against like not talking about the tournament, but the MLS is starting to like kind of turn into a selling league, which I think would be good. Mm-hmm. Like Ad- Ad- Atlanta United is the perfect like I think they have. Atlanta and LAFC have, like, the mold for it right now. They're two of the best teams in the league, and all they do is sign young South African players. And then they ship them off wherever they want to go. They go to Portugal. They go to maybe Spain's second league or Spain's first league and play. Fucking uh, Almiron and Newcastle's doing really well. South America, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm yeah. just saying, if it turns into a selling league where, like, because there is a lot of exciting mm. South American talent, but, like, I, I think scouts would rather go scout in America rather than go scout one kid in a Uruguayan league game or some shit like that. Yeah. And I think that's a good model for the MLS to use. Yeah, and there's been some MLS talent throughout the past few years make it out of the MLS everywhere from Gio Reyna, came from New York City FC. Matt Migaza was signed for Chelsea in like 2015 from New York Red Bulls. Yeah. He hasn't done much, but yeah. like you see there are people that... Did Zach Steffen. Zach Steffen. Um, um, who's the who's the one kid who was at New York City FC? Jack... Oh, He's the kid for Leeds. Leeds. Yeah, yeah. I don't know his Harrison name. Jack Harrison, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there, I mean, the MLS, I do think, has, I'd rather be a known as a league, whether you're American or not, but, like, I'd rather... Come through the league, yeah. Come through the league when you're young, because then it brings people looking if, at a, on a global scale. Yeah. It's like the Bundesliga right now. I mean, if you don't watch the Bundesliga consistently, you'll still sometimes check in and hear about it, because yeah. you know the young players there. Yeah. The MLS needs to get to that point where that it's not the Zlatan, Gerard, Lampard, Schweinsteiger. Yeah, well, the, let's being, I'd rather guys. be a young league that sells than an old league that kind of sits in idle. Yeah. And these guys make the all-star team for being their name. Yeah. Steven Gerrard was on the Galaxy for like 10 minutes and Didn't made the fucking all-star game yeah. because his name is Steven Gerrard. Exactly. <laughs> like, I will say, like, I'll embr- like, some players embrace it. I know Schweinsteiger, I think, loved his time in Chicago. Yeah. But, I mean... It's one of those things that I, I'm sure players would love to retire, and that is kind of the. It, it, it's hard to say that you want it to move from that, especially when you hear about like Cristiano Ronaldo who, thinking about going to LAFC or like Griezmann yeah. and Neymar saying that they'd play for Inter uh, Miami. Because these, these, the, I, the thing is, is like pe- people not from the United States love the United States. Like we saw it a few years ago before, or like during, I guess, the process of. Uh, Lukaku going to United. Him and Pogba were sharing a villa in L.A. Mm-hmm. Daniel Sturridge always goes uh, on vacation in L.A. Like yeah. uh, Gino Wijnaldum and Divock Origi randomly ran into each other at a club in Miami over the summer. Like these guys love these big cities, so why not attract them to them? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, and there's like a big connection too. I see all the time of you know NBA players going over there to say like to, like to yeah. teams and like the players coming here to NBA games and like there's there's definitely a draw between sports like that where I feel like you know in terms of uh, a branding concept you could definitely have like a lot of big name players wanting to come over and play Um, but yeah for now I think the MLS needs to get its focus on you know working on restructuring restructuring and and it's like a whole thing I I don't want to spend too much time on this topic because I want to go on to the transfer talk but it's like it's hard to restructure when you don't have 
like a like it's always been a weird we, we were taking penalty kicks having a guy fucking dribble from 30 like yards out yeah, yeah like that's what the league was founded on so it's always gonna be fucking goofy yeah but it's just like being like oh the, the huge news with the players being able to be a part of academies and things like that i think these are steps in the right direction because more development so kids don't well, aren't hindered by having these sanctions and rules because a lot of them see the end goal of playing soccer is oh i can get a division one scholarship and that'd be cool or maybe they have no rules and regulations how many times they can train with a fucking professional coach in a professional setting like kids in england get to do every single day from the age of 14 to 18 where a lot of development takes place in that time period Mm -hmm. and some of it's hindered by oh you can't play club right now because high school's going on and you can't do this when a high school's going on because this is going on and the iowa uh, high school sports association won't let you do this with this and it's just a bunch of bureaucratic bullshit that pulls, holds kids back so if the MLS can definitely get something going I think it can be, there's good talent like I've played against kids in the states that have good raw talent I just don't think they were ever produced enough like it never like went through it enough as a kid yeah and like I, I look at it this way where like Jordan Morris uh, comes bursting into the league around 22, 23 after yeah. he graduates from Stanford um, and that's an American prospect. Really, dude, that guy's young. Marcus Rashford is twenty-two right now, I yeah. think, and he's already played in the World Cup. Well, well I mean, we were just watching that video. How many? Raheem Sterling, one hundred and nine Premier League games by twenty-one, I think, and then Cesc Fabregas. What did I, what did I say? Like one hundred and thirty-nine yeah. before twenty-one. Yeah, like Even Deli Ali was at like what, some. Some it was like thirty-seven was like, or something. Yeah, didn't he have like twenty-four Premier League goals? By yeah, 21? twenty-four Premier League goals before twenty-one, so not thirty-seven appearances. But, but like th- th- that shows where I mean. Show me one American that has like fifteen MLS appearances before they twenty. Exactly, and that's why the Americans 21. that like are are the brightest prospects in American. They jump ship. Are, are the Tyler Adams got the fuck out of New York as yeah. fast as he could. Yeah, he's on Leipzig, and it's an entity of like the whole like. I'm not gonna, like the whole Red Bull organization, but he got out as yeah. soon as he could. Christian Pulisic didn't even fucking touch an MLS grass, uh, blade of grass because he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Weston McKinney too. Yep. Josh Sargent now. I, I mean, did he play for an MLS club? I don't think so. He may have been an academy, but he yeah. never got a professional. Yeah. Experience. I mean, and it just shows where other countries have the development right, and the U.S. I think people maybe criticize Klinsman a lot for taking a lot of like foreign players, but at this point, why wouldn't our you? Best players, yeah. Why our foreign, playing, our, yeah, our, the, the best players in the, the United foreign, States play in the in, in the Europe. foreign leagues, yeah. yeah. And it's just it's, one of the best United States soccer players we've seen in the last decade is Christian Pulisic. Well, he's young, yeah, I understand that, but watching the kid, you fucking understand how good he is. I'm not talking about on a reputation stand base. I'm talking about watch the fucking kid kick a goddamn ball around, and yeah. he's fucking unreal when he's healthy. Yeah. And he, he'd be a talent if he was from Spain, if he was from Germany, if he was from England. The kid's a fucking yeah. talent. I saw him in the 2016 Copa America, and um, he was visibly against, it was the U.S. versus Costa Rica, visibly the biggest leader on the team yeah. at such a young age. I think he was 16, turning 17. Absurd. 17 going on 18, yeah. I don't know. It was ridiculous. But, um, yeah, that sums up. Yeah. The tournament should be interesting. We'll tune in. It'll yeah, be very sorry fun. for ranting. We'll watch. Yeah. We'll keep up with it, but... It, it just, I think, as I, we as you read into it, you start to realize a little bit how it doesn't mean as much yeah. as you maybe hoped it, hoped it yeah. to be. Also, but, something that we didn't talk about that I want to point out real quick before we end: straight to penalties after full time in the knockout stages. Yeah, I, I do. Fuck with hard. I love that yeah, shit. That's nice. I hate the thirty minutes of I added time. I've always I, talked about how I hate the added time. Yeah, I fucking love going straight to penalties. I even I wish I even wish we did that or like yeah. even at the high school level we yeah. did that. Ben Luther when I fucking ripped my heart out and showed it to me. All right, let's yeah. move on. All right, so up next we have some transfer talk. Alright, so starting with this past week uh, and the transfer rumors, we've had a lot going on amongst the Premier League's top six. Specifically, the blue side of London. Yeah. Chelsea has been... Chelsea's going to win the double next year if they sign all these fucking people, dude. I mean, and that's the thing is, like, you you even said last week uh, about... Abramovich just handing Lampard a, a blank check. I mean, uh, uh, like that could happen. knowing and following Abramovich since he got to Chelsea, and just the type of dude that he is, I figured it was gonna, it was not gonna last long. Yeah, this they won the Premier League in like twenty fifteen yeah. or twenty sixteen, right? Yeah, this and this is a period of medi- mediocrity with them. Yeah. and I knew like it was not gonna last long. It, it, Frank Lampard would have got the checkbook thrown at him if it wasn't for the transfer ban. Yeah. So now that 
he fucking can spend and he hasn't been spending any money basically and he's just been like his uh, two of his best attacking players this year fucking academy players yeah they were loaned out for a while whatever but abramovich is not gonna stand idly by and be like oh i want to be careful with my money he's gonna fucking get after it that's why chelsea are who they are yeah oh i mean if chelsea don't score one goal against liverpool in 2003 no one's a fucking chelsea fan in the united states i guarantee it because they're a 13th place team yeah they could be in the fucking second league yeah for all i care if they didn't get if they didn't qualify for the champions league fucking 17 years ago or whatever no one would know who chelsea is yeah i was watching a a video about the the most expensive managerial sackings that like it cost a club to sack a manager chelsea had like four of them yeah and it shows how abramovich doesn't doesn't give give a fuck fuck. Uh, you're not you're not good after six months i don't care get the fuck out and, and and even not not just not good but like perfect because antonio conte won the league premier league and then an fa cup the next year yeah and he's out of there he had a a standing ovation from his fans and bromwich still said fuck off di mateo wasn't doing well like two months into the season after after getting the champions league which which was the trophy that chelsea coveted the most which they'd been chasing the entire like abramovich era like era before like all this is going on now but mm-hmm. everyone might have thought it was a short stint but that's that is what they needed they had the premier leagues they had the fa cups they had the league cups they had everything in england they could have wanted because they were so dominant for so long they're being teams eight seven nil in the fucking league but they could not win a champions league trophy a champions league title christ but and then a di matteo gets it and then he's sacked two months yeah. in the next season because he's not doing well get the fuck out no yeah. cares no in strings Ch- attached in chelsea's uh they already have ziak but their list that's constantly linked right now constantly Timo, growing too yeah like, timo Werner, who uh i think is a hard one for liverpool fans to hear but it makes sense yeah. to a degree where liverpool especially with it coming out that they might not have money we'll get to that later yeah, i don't but yeah. um with the fact that i mean with already a front three of sadio mane mohamed salah firmino if I'm Timo Werner and he wants to go into a Premier League team and um, make an impact right away, that might be the best move to go to Chelsea because he's a guy who can play across the front three um, and fucking exceptionally well. Yeah. So it makes sense for him to do that. Um, Kai Havertz has recently come up, which makes uh, honestly a lot of sense to me because especially if they are going to break the bank, Timo Werner is only supposed to cost like 35 to 45 mil is his release clause. So if they can get him for that price... And then add Kai Havertz, who would probably cost like 100, 100. pounds, to like 80, 85 pounds. I don't yeah. know the fucking conversion rates off the top of my head. And then uh, possibly Ben Chilwell from last year. Which game. I don't necessarily understand. Reese James, good outside back. As Polikowicz, maybe the most consistent outside back for the past five years in the Premier yeah. League. They might be Marcus to, Alonso. I think they're definitely trying to move on Marcus Alonso, I think. Yeah, because he, he killed a woman. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they overlooked that one for a few years when he was in his prime. Uh, but uh, Aspilicueta is another one where I think maybe they're just looking for the future. Um, and Ben Chilwell, I mean, it, it makes sense. I think he had Second a, best left back in the league. Yeah, he had a, he's had a phenomenal season, so I think that'd be a good move for him. But if you're already signing Timo Werner, Kai Havers, how much would Ben Chilwell cost? He'd yeah. be at least, I'd say, 40. Yeah, if I'm Leicester, I'm trying to gouge money. Yeah. If I'm Brendan Rodgers. They don't need to sell, yeah. No. A lot of their players they have, they don't need to sell, and that's why there's so much. Yeah. And especially after the Maguire transfer, they, they can And they have, I, I don't forget, I forget the kid's name. I think he's played left back a few times for him, but he is a right back. He's a young kid, and he's fucking good. Mm-hmm. He's not going to fill the fucking boots of Chilwell by any chance, but... It's not that. It's a big loss. Not saying Ben Chilwell isn't a good player, but um, just saying like it's something they can manage. If they, and especially if they manage to get fucking forty five million for him. Yeah, um, I think that Chelsea is looking to have a very good summer and probably the most strong, considering they will be taking it taking advantage of the fact that I don't think Tottenham will be able to spend much. Arsenal, City, pro- Arsenal's in the same situation. Probably can't spend as much. City, they'll have an interesting. Transfer. Yeah, I, I, it, I think the transfer when uh, I, I could see a lot of players leaving City because, and that's where they get the money on to spend people for. Because if this Champions League ban holds through, I think an appeal, an appeal that like is a failure for them is like a two hundred million dollar, two hundred million pound fine. I saw as well. That's a fuck ton of money. Yeah, like I understand these guys got money coming out of the ground literally, for like being oil kings, but. 200 million for appealing and like 
first off, I think that they're not getting fined that much. It's just cha- no Champions League. I'd rather miss out on Champions League than my club have to pay two hundred million. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I think that Manchester City will be in a weird situation where um, they won't have much to uh, spend, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they will be in a fortunate situation of that they already have a lot of players that I feel like. Um, can still make an impact like Jao Cancelo they still have they still have players like um, oh, who's the fucking I can't think of the Ukrainian kid uh, Zinchenko Zinchenko they still yeah. have a Phil Foden they still have players that despite um, missing two seasons of Champions League and if they were to lose players I feel like they still have a good structure and base that yeah. they can still thrive for a few years on yeah um, but I, I don't know this this season I was looking at them and saying maybe I uh, Corin Taliso from Bayern just came up today. He's a name that uh, they're willing to they're sell. Linked, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't remember him. United's more linked to him. He was in the French World Cup team, and he's good. He's just a little injury prone. Um, and if you can get him for around thirty mil, I think Manchester City could could look to bring him in. Yeah, especially with David Silva leaving. Um, but Lucas Hernandez was another one where maybe I could see them taking him up. Uh, yeah, they kind of flopped at Bayern. I don't. I, if I'm Bayern, do you give it up? Just, like. Well, yeah, it was, and it's just that's... unfortunate for him as well. Because he's a, he you was this injured. fucking talent in Davies that comes from the goddamn Montreal Impact. I'd be pissed. Yeah, and then um, what sucked was he was Bayern's record signing for like seventy two million. Yeah. So that's where I don't know how much Bayern will be willing to. I also don't know go. why they're doing that. Why are you spending that much? You have David Alaba uh, on your yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. David Alaba has been one of the top left backs in Europe for like ten years or yeah, <laughs> something like, like that. Really didn't, <laughs> you didn't need have... to spend seventy two million. No one should ever spend seventy two million on a fucking outside back. How that, Unless yeah, you're buying ever, Trent Alexander Arnold right now at 21, you should not be spending well, that much money on it. I would like back. to. I would like to point out anybody who laughed at Liverpool for Van Dyke, United for Maguire. Um, look at a team. That was spending, always gonna happen. Yeah, but look at a team spending 72 million for a left, a, back left back who doesn't who, play. Who doesn't play because he's not only injured but getting benched by a Canadian kid. Yeah. But, I mean, Manchester City I think could look into him because I think he is a good player and. They haven't quite. They haven't had consistency at left back for a while. Yeah. Kind of like switch between Danilo, Jao, or they brought in John Cancelo, fucking uh, Angelino, who's on loan at Leipzig right now. Played yeah. uh, played a few games for them. Played yeah. against Liverpool at least. I don't know. I mean, they. Their their transfer window is going to be tough for them because it'll be more on holding on to players. Um, I think United across Manchester though Manchester has a little bit of an easier time. I think that Jaden Sancho will be a player that... Um, I've also seen him linked to Chelsea as well. Yeah, but I, I think that if you buy Havertz, you're not buying Jaden Sancho. No. And that's why United... <laughs> I, 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 I just never know with him. But that's why with United, though, I do think that... Because United's been linked to Kai Havertz, too. I think everyone has. If you're a big team in Europe, you've been linked to Kai Havertz. Yeah. Like, 100%. I think that... Um, if you buy one, though, you don't get the other. No. And it, Unless Abramovich just does not give a fuck. Yeah. Because that's, with two players, that's, you're looking at like 160, 170 pounds. And, and what would Jaden... 160, 170 million pounds, sorry. What would really be the need for Jaden Sancho when you already have Pulisic, Werner, and Ziyech? Want him. That could be it. It's just Abramovich going, want him. But if you're Jaden... Hey, Frank. Hey Frank, do you want him? Yeah, I want him. But if you're J- but if you're Jaden Sancho, do you want to go? I mean, if I'm Jaden Sancho, I'm looking at the guys like Timo Werner and Kai Havertz, and I'm like, I oh, hey, by the way, I have 17 goals and 17 assists in the same league that these guys play in, and I've played in England at a high level before. Oh, at a high level, City's academy, who's one of the best academies yeah. in England. I don't I, know. I still think that the draw to Manchester is a bit bigger for him right now considering that i think united will pay the the full asking price where chelsea then if they get havers and Werner, may need to they try to negotiate sancho down a little bit Mm -hmm. um and i think that sancho um has the chance to be alongside uh a very good team as well martial up top rashford on the other end he's friends with rashford from england uh getting provided by pogba and uh bruno fernandez can i also just say um, imagine playing against Jaden Sancho for like 80 minutes and Dan James has to run at you for like yeah. the last 10. Yeah, that, I think that's... If United want to 
contend for titles, there's no way Dan James can start from. I'm not saying he's a good player. I'm just well, saying that's a player that does not start. No, not at all. That's like, like if I was sitting here and like Liverpool had to start Adam Milana next year, and I think, yeah, Adam Milana's a different player than he was a few years ago. He's a bit better in this holding box box midfield position. Still, he's not. He's not yeah. Jordan Henderson. He's not Ginny Wijnaldum. He's not Fred. He's not David Silva. He's not any of these good players. He's not Kovacic. He's not a player that contend for a team that that play for a team that contend for a title. Yeah, Dan James though. What I feel bad for him though is people I think give him a lot of slack for the fact that he was never meant to come in and be a starter. No, he meant to come in and come off around the 65th minute, something like that. And just uh, for yeah. some reason, he's been forced into a situation where he's had to start more games than he probably even he expected to his first season. Yeah. Um, United also linked to uh, Donny Van de Beek. I like him a lot. Yeah, I think that's a good sign. Play like every position. Yeah, and it sucked to see him leave Ajax. I love Ajax. I love. It just sucks that like they're in such a like. I don't want to be mean, but it's like an irrelevant league. It is. Yeah. Like who gives a fuck yeah but they have such good talent that come through there like they kept everyone i mean think the, the price of their team when they played at tottenham last year was like 8.5 million and i think they spent 3.5 million on their goalie who was a youth player that they bought back mm-hmm. and like shit like that yeah i i think that um van de beek would come to united the only other link is with madrid and i did see today that uh madrid might be that Ajax might be using this as like a way to get Madrid to hurry up their bid. Yeah. However, I do think that uh, Van der Sar is their um, director of football. I think that he has a good relationship with United where he wouldn't just do that. Um, I do think Van de Beek would be a good – he'd probably be a squad option because uh, he doesn't start over Bruno or Pogba. I think he put, might play over Fred. And I know how much you love Fred, but I think Donny Van de Beek's just that good. Because he originally played six. I think just the way he to might. help – to help this Ajax team, he has to play out of position and play a bit higher up field. Yeah. But he's I, just a player that can play 6, 8, 10, yeah. 9, and on the wing. I don't think he'll st- I don't think he'll start over Fred. Not, not right away, season. at least. Not at the beginning of the season, but he could definitely work into that role. Oh, yeah. We'd have to see, uh, especially with McTominay, how he develops. I think McTominay yeah. is he's, – he's a fucking big kid. He's, he's a big kid. Out, he's been coming out with uh, some pictures from training. And he's just, just stacked. This, yeah. But yeah. he um, – I mean, McTominay could give him a run for his money too, but at the end of the day, I, I, to me as a United fan, all I see is squad depth, and I like that. Yeah, because that was the biggest thing with Liverpool was the problem, and I think the best example of that was the 2018 Champions League final where Ramos snapped Salah's arm off, and then we had to bring Adam Alana on. Yeah. I was like, like fuck. Like, I, I didn't want to be like, oh, we've lost, but it's that drops levels yeah. he had 32 goals that year and now we're bringing adam alana on for yeah. him it sucked in the champions yeah speaking of liverpool their transfer list is about 90 people long because of course it is but then we've also seen that for some reason we might not spend money this year yeah even though last summer after we won the champions league john henry was interviewed and goes winning the champions league doesn't mean it doesn't make up for not winning the premier league we're gonna spend we spent under seven point five million on Sepp Vandenberg and Harvey Elliott, which I'm not upset about. Harvey Elliott, like, he looks like he's a star. He's sixteen. I want to win now, though. Like I want to do a double. Like we, like we're gonna win the Premier League, like almost a hundred percent. We won the Continental Treble last year, but I want to win more, and I want to win now. I want I want to be a Liverpool fan in a successful period of time, and you have with that has squad depth. So we're cutting dead wood. I've seen this summer like Lovren's gone. Lalana signed like a three month contract just so he can be on the team till the end of the season, which he's deserved. He's been a, he's been a long time servant for Liverpool. He's been very good for us when we haven't been a good team when we had Ricky Lambert Lambert or Mario Balotelli starting up. But there's I, I just. Not signing anyone this summer. Not signing one to two people for 40. Like, I, I'm, I don't get upset when we don't splash 60 to 70 because we don't do that often. The last time we did that was for the best goalie in the world and the best fucking center back in the world. And, I, yeah, I'm okay with spending that much when you get that in return. But, like, signing players like Ferran Torres from, like, Valencia, that would be an amazing signing. Yeah. I, I, and He'd probably be willing to come in and work right under. Oh, under the bench. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I've also that. seen Dembele, but Dembele is just turning into the modern-day Samuel Eto'o. I remember growing up, any year from, like, 2006 to 2011, it was Samuel Eto'o to Liverpool, and it just never happened. And I think it's going to be the same thing with Dembele. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never going to come to Liverpool, I don't think, And he, he like it, and it's, but it's just going to be reported every summer. And it yeah. seems like the same thing with Mbappe as well. 
Yeah. Because I... if Mbappe comes, I'll fucking freak out, but that's not going to happen. And then Adama Traore, I've seen. Anyone that's been relevant in the last, like, three months yeah. in soccer is being linked to Liverpool right I now. Think, I think two uh, people... You might be able to get these two on a bargain. Um, I For sure, Mario Götze. Uh, Mario Götze played on a club before. Yeah. I look at him for what he is, where if you get him for a free signing, it's bringing somebody in. Because he has no transfer fees, free to go in the summer. Yeah, but I even, like, on a free... I just think it's dead wood. What, what's the difference right now between Mario Götze and Adam Alana? Adam Alana's more physical, more fit, and he's played in the Premier League since he was like 17. I think Mario Götze he could throw a, across a few more positions. He could play probably Alana's across played the at front. left wing as well though. He could play at the across the front three and maybe in the 10. Yeah, but if we're going based off like free transfers, if like that's what you got in mind from the thing that you're talking about, like because Liverpool said they weren't going to spend, right? Then you have the options like in the transfer market in terms of free transfers of Willian and the uh, Dries Mertens, which I'd much yeah. rather explore than Mario Goodson. I would do Willian. I think Dries Mertens. I would. Do even even Ryan Fraser from Bournemouth is on a free this summer. Yeah, and I'd, a hun- I'd, I'd ten times out of ten take him over Mario Goodson right now. I'd take I'd take Goodson over Dries Mertens for sure, just because of his age. But I think I think Goodson has a lot to offer the table still. I've I watched him last season when he was playing at Dortmund, one of his best years in a few years. Sucks that he didn't get the playing time this year, but. Um, it's hard to when you bring in Erling Holland, um, and across the rest you have you know Thorgan Hazard, Julian Brandt. But I do think Mario Götze has something to offer. I think that he'll probably end up at like an AC Milan. Um, but I don't think I I think that a team maybe like Liverpool could get he could come off the bench and he could make an impact. I think a little bit even if it is just for a season. Um, I think Arsenal could really benefit from him. I think Arsenal is just at this point could use anyone, and I think that Mario Götze could yeah. play across, especially if Aubameyang or Lacazette do leave. I think one of them will leave this summer. And I, I think the good options for them to um, look into as well is Kurzawa and Munier from PSG. They out the pair of outside backs. Yeah, I think I think Munier's been uh, linked for a while out. For I think Kurzawa. he's a a very above average player. I, 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 would you look for an outside back? You don't yeah. look for, like, what Bayern spent $72 million on fucking Lucas Hernandez. You don't need that. No. Like, yeah, Trent's, I think I saw something like Trent's the third most valued player, in under-23 player in Europe right now. No one's ever going to spend, like, if Liverpool are, like, Trent's for sale tomorrow, if you give us $90 million, no one's going to spend $90 million on an outside back. It's stupid. Yeah. Even if Trent's as generational as it seems, it still wouldn't make much sense. Yeah. Because you I don't think- need it. Yeah, and Munier could get for a price for sure of like fifteen mil, fifteen mm-hmm. to twenty five mil. Um, I think that uh, Arsenal really needs to focus on because I mean, here's my fear with Munier though, um, especially him is the fact that he is I think 30, 30 31. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want. I mean, I don't give a shit. I'm not an Arsenal fan, but if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be afraid that it would be something similar to like signing a David Luiz. He's only twenty eight. It's only 28? Mm-hmm. Oh, 29 sweet. in September. Okay, but. okay then I, I take that back. Um, I still don't think he's the most mobile of outside backs. However, I think that he is pretty consistent for Belgium and PSG, where um, he could come in and do a good job. I think that they need to focus on center backs for sure um, because they really don't have much. But, however, there's really no value center backs right now. No. You're going to have to, if you want to spend money, money. you got to spend on if you want. Jan Vertonghen's on a free. But he, I don't think he's been at Tottenham not, for yeah, like eight or nine Arsenal. years now. He's not going to fucking Arsenal. Yeah, he's not going to fucking Soul Campbell the situation. Exactly. But and I think if um um if the Aubameyang thing does happen, that gives them so much money to spend because they're going to try to seventy five mil or something for him. I, even though that will be hard, they're going to get at least fifty million. Who for you think Aubameyang. they're getting? Yeah, because I've also heard Lock is that out. Who who? I, I mean, think he'd be the first one to go. Because I think if I'm an Arsenal fan... Or Who wants Arsenal. Lacazette right now, though? Is my thing. But I feel like I think every top team in the world right now would take Aubameyang. Yeah, but... All I, he does is score goals since he's again, at St. I think this is the one thing about... I mean, this transfer market is the fact that who's going to spend that for him. True. Considering he's... Um, Real Madrid will do that, I think. They have a Benzema, but... He's played on the left wing. I don't know. But um, a bad, uh, not a bad option for Arsenal is... um, um, Cavani... If you're going to sell, bring him in for cheap, pay him 
the maybe 150 who wants in wages or whatever he had a I, he's also still heavily linked Atletico after that move failing in January, but he'll fucking score goals. If yeah. that's what you're looking for and you're looking to spend money other ways and, like, build up a squad of young players. Mm-hmm. I And I think that they're linked to Thomas Partey, who will be – you'll have to spend money for him, probably at least 50 mil. Um, and I, I always liked him, but I think his game against Liverpool – both games against Liverpool spoke volume for the player that he is. Mm-hmm. The fucking – dominated midfield he's fucking physical as shit yeah and if they got him that'd be huge um i think if they wanted to go for a value option for a midfielder i think uh Mikel Mourinho at uh Real Sociedad mm-hmm. has been really good this season Real Sociedad's a team that could be picked apart yeah surprise like people yeah. are forget like they have Odegaard um who has been playing phenomenally for them uh i think that if you're a mid-table Premier League team you could get a bargain out of like Yanazai I think he's, he's kind of yeah. had a resurgence. Uh, I will say, I was listening to one of our podcasts, and you asked me who I thought like the biggest flop was, and I said um, Emery Moore, and I take that back. It's Giannis I. Giannis I. Heartbreaking. Um, but but I knowing think, Arsenal, since Thiago Silva's a fucking free agent this summer, they'll give him like yeah. some pounds. No, was, that, was, that was another one where I was thinking about, I was like, if you're a top team, would you sign him for some like low ball I don't price? know. I never thought he was that good. Like who's who's that he's not a play like he played very Milan and PSG. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I've never. I've thought he's good for where he plays, but again, it's PSG where once it comes time for Champions League, they all shit the bed, yeah. including him. Um, and I think that uh, maybe if you're a top team in the Prem, you take a chance on him, like Arsenal, where you just need center back reinforcements. Yeah, but you're not paying two hundred thousand. No, not two hundred thousand. If you're Arsenal, I don't know. Arsenal's transfer business over the last few years has just been abysmal. Yeah. And every time they sign someone, Arsenal fans are like fucking love to pipe up on Twitter and be like, hey, you would fuck with up, motherfucker. Yeah. Look at us. We signed Granite Xhaka. Yeah. Fucking Boom, losers. Boom, Xhaka-laka. Yeah. We also got Nicholas Pepe. Yeah. Whose biggest feat of this season is dribbling past Best Virgil ben. van Dijk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. man. You can play that clip on Twitter all you want. We'll yeah. be lifting a Premier League trophy in two fucking weeks. Yeah, I think, and I, I always hate when United gets thrown in with Arsenal in that category of banter club to that degree. Where like, I know our Arsenal's had that for a while. Yeah. Um, to, it'll I, be interesting. I, yeah. I'd say this summer, especially with how Wolves and Sheffield spend if they do spend. Yeah, Tottenham's got their work cut out for them. It'll be tough with Daniel Levy. Whatever, um, Mar- you whatever. know. I mean, him and Mourinho probably have already butt heads. Yeah, I think that Willian, if he's on a free, maybe. Mounier could be another good option yeah. for them. Yeah. Uh, Perisic from Bayern is looking to go. That yeah. could be another one, especially Mourinho wanted him at United. But um, We'll see. Yeah. He'll get his way. Like He might ruin some relationships along the way, but Mourinho's going to get his fucking way. Yeah. And that's what I love about him. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see what Leicester does as well. If they get picked apart, one or two players, Madison or um, Madison and or uh, Chilwell leave. That's a lot of money right there. That's maybe upwards of eighty-five million pounds. Mm-hmm. They can do some damage with that in the transfer market. I've seen Lalana might go there, yeah. which like maybe might not be as big of an impact player, but a midfield of like him, Chihudri, and Indidi would be very or, or, or Tielemans, him and um, Indidi. That's a very good midfield, yeah. and he's a leader. He's captaining Southampton at like twenty-one years old, yeah. and, and and okay, he's played for a team that's won a Champions League and a Premier League in a few weeks here. Yeah, I mean maybe even a Jesse Lingard has something to prove. It would go to a club of that yeah. size. Who knows? And he's played for Leicester before, right? Jesse Lingard. I think he was on loan. There. Well, was on loan there. Yeah, he was on loan there. Well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm really excited. I re- I really want to see teams like the teams like Leicester and the teams like Wolves and the teams like Sheffield, like. Spend money, not spend money, but spend money smartly. Like, I even think Sheffield spent twenty two million on that kid from Gank in January. Yeah, and he's played like two games and he played well, and then the season was over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, now moving on to some who am I's. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who are you? I really want to know. All right, you're up. Like, like seventeen to eleven. Seventeen to eleven. I got so. This one. So do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You ask me first. All right. No, no, wait. I ask you first. Sorry. Okay. I've played with Fernando Torres, Antonio Rudiga, and Luca Digne. Welcome back. Fernando Torres, Rudiga, and Digne. I'm trying to think of somebody who's...
Fuck, that's tough. All three have played for... I think it's been just Barca Everton. Pretty sure. Fernando Torres. Um... This is like a Fernando Torres AC Milan one. <laughs> no. I'd be fucking pissed. Um, it sucks because they. Wait, Ru- Rudiger, Torres, and. Look at Dean um, Starting to back off with a toughie. I'm going to give a bullshit answer. Pedro? No. Like I'm just trying to think of a Barca and. Uh, so they're all three Chelsea, too. All right, no, not Dignan. Not Dignan. Second clue? Um, well, you said. You already got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have the most goals in the first 100 games for my club. That I'm currently at. Sorry. For, wait, uh, most goals in the first 100 games? Mm-hmm. This one is tough. I feel like I should know this one, but I... when I tell you it, if you don't guess it, you're gonna be fucking pissed. I'm gonna this tell you that. The third hint. Uh, the right. third hint will, I think, should give it to you. I'd hope it would. Um. Need one from you soon. Library. Yeah, this is this is tough. Um, I'm gonna go with. This is a bullshit answer because I still don't know. Um, I'm gonna go with Lukaku just because I have no fucking nope. I have no fucking clue. I have won two consecutive Premier League Golden Boot awards. Oh, is it? No way, he wouldn't. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm really blanking on this one. Yeah. Holy shit! Because I think I made. Holy shit! I thought you were gonna get this one I... in the first answer. I think I made. Did he play then though? <laughs> this is your first one back after. Dude, I know this, is, this has been too. This has been rough. <laughs> Oh, wait. Uh, fucking. <laughs> is it Mo Salah? It is Mo Salah. Is it Mo Salah? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, he's, he played with... I Ru- way overthought that. He played with Rudiger and Digne at Roma. And then played I with I forgot Digne was at Roma. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was going off... Fuck. <laughs> I was going off strictly... Lucas, I'm looking this up real quick. What? I don't, I'm not doubting you. No, 2015-2016, made 33 appearances. Oh, what, the Torres one? No, it's the, it's the Roma one that made, no, yeah. He played at Torres at Chelsea. Chad Chelsea, 12-13 season. Yeah. Fuck. 13-14 season, right. sorry. Shit. That's a good one. So 17-12? Yep. Alrighty. Um... I've played with Darren Fletcher, Aaron Ramsey, and Felipe Coutinho. Aaron Fletcher, Aaron Ramsey, and Felipe Coutinho. Darren Fletcher, Aaron Ramsey, and Felipe Coutinho. Fuck. Is it Darren Fletcher West Brom one? Oh, yeah, it is. Serge Gnabry. God damn. Good <laughs> <laughs> for you. <laughs> Oh shit, that one's gonna be tough after you fucking just thought about that yeah, solo one for five sucks. minutes, dude. Yeah. Uh, twenty-two to twelve. Yeah. Um. No, me, me. Yeah, you. Um, I have played with Ter Stegen, Shakiri, and Mesut Özil. I go with a German. Herman's a German. Um. Ter Stegen. 
Ozil. And who's the third one again? Tristegan, uh, Shakiri, and Ozil. The Shakiri one is? Yeah. Because if it was Ter Stegen, I would have said Rakitic. Because they mm-hmm. did the Schalke, but I don't think I ever played with Shakiri. Um, yeah, I don't know, so I'm just going to go with Rakitic. <laughs> no. Um,. Despite being only 27 years old, I've uh, started playing for, I mean, despite being only 27 years old, I've made 82 appearances for my country because of uh, my prominence when I burst on the scene with my boyhood club. I'll give you a second one because that one's kind of tough. I currently play in England. Currently plays in England. Okay. Uh, wait, what was the for the national team? How many caps? Eighty-two. At twenty-seven years old. Tricky son of a gun. Because I keep thinking back to Ter Stegen Gladbach, and I'm starting to rethink that now. And you said Ozil mm-hmm. and Big Shaq. Big Shaq. And Shaq's been around a few places. Yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. Because that's what I. Because I keep. Thinking you're gonna screw me, go with like a Stoker shot. Inter Milan. Yeah, yeah. that's like so. That's why I'm thinking Bayern, but I'm trying to think of Bayern players who have gone to the Premier League in the past few years. But Ozil never played with a Bayern player. I'm sure he has played with somebody from Bayern. Yeah, but um, I won't get on your ass about it. Uh, I guess another bullshit answer. I'm going to go with what Germans in the Premier League. I can just name. It's gonna be our longest episode. This is gonna yeah, be a, because yeah. you're fucking struggle um, FC right now. <laughs> yeah, this one's tough. Uh, I'm not gonna go with even Rakitic again because no. I still have no clue. <laughs> Despite being born in the same city as me and playing for the same club, my brother plays and represents it. For a different country in Europe. Brother gets he's in the Premier League right. Oh, Shaka. Yep. Damn. Granite Shaka. Yeah. Damn, that one crossed that one went across my wait, so we Shishtagen at Gladbach, Shakiri at Basel, and Ozil right now. Oh, fuck you, Shakiri at Basel. Sh- fuck me, Shakiri at Basel. <laughs> you fucking chose one preseason game two weeks ago. <laughs> fuck. That was a good one. Thank you. I forget. Yeah, I forgot. His brother's Albanian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He chose to play for the Albanian national team. Yeah. So 18 to 13? Uh-huh. Tough. Even if I get one point, you need two six points next week to catch up. If and then if I don't score, if I score zero points next week, I'm gonna give you toughies next week. MLS. These aren't that tough. You have to admit that no, solo one. These are both over been, your fucking. No, that's solid. Your Gnabry one was harder. Yeah, no, I'm gonna kick myself um, at the end of this. I'm fucking pissed. Um, all right, so for mine, I've played with Steven Gerrard, Javier Zanetti, and David Beckham. Javier Zanetti and David Beckham. Robbie Keane. No. Hmm. All at club? When did he play for, with David Beckham? Were they at a Galaxy together? You would check that? Uh, yeah. Because Robbie Keane played for Inter Milan as well. And he played for Liverpool with Steven Gerrard. And check the David Beckham yeah. one. 
If not, I'll keep thinking. If not, you get a spanking! Um. Yeah, I got a spanking. Yeah, you get a spanking? Yeah, I got a spanking. But... I'm gonna go with no for now. I mean, yeah, you could use that one, but it's not, <laughs> it's not the one you're thinking no, of. Okay, Javier Zanetti, Steven Gerrard, and David Beckham. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you get a bonus point regardless, okay. just because. Of that. Javier Zanetti, Steven Gerrard, and David Beckham. Javier Zanetti, Steven Gerrard, and David Beckham. This is a tough one. Kinda. I mean, the Robbie Keane one was correct. I guess that yeah. right away. Um, fuck. Javier Zanetti, Steven Gerrard, and Robbie Keane. David Beckham. David Beckham, sorry. Fuck. David Beckham, Steven Gerrard, and Javier Zanetti. Beckham's career is just fucking annoying, to be a little honest here. Um, nah, n- I, I don't know. I'll just go next. Uh, I made my debut for West Ham at 19. West Ham? What the fuck? Debut for West Ham at 19 years old? And I can't think of it. This is a good one. This is a tough one, like when you made it, you thought it was tough? I'm. I think I. I knew it'd be tough because I didn't think you'd think I'd use this one, and I feel like once you hear it, my, my last one I think gives it away. The Zanetti one's tough, because I was just assuming to Milan, but I think he played for another big team in Italy. I know he played for another big team in Italy, but I don't know who it was. Robbie Keane. I know. I keep fucking. He's not the person. Um, David Beckham. Fuck. No. Uh, wait. No, never mind. I don't fucking know. Next one. Wait, wait, wait. Steven Gerrard as well? I don't know. Next one. Yep. I've played for both Manchester United and Liverpool. Manchester United and Liverpool. West Ham. Manchester United. Uh, I have no fucking idea. None? I'm really trying to think. I don't know. Want me to give it to you? Yeah. Paul Ince. Paul Ince. Okay, but I get fucking ragged on for going back to like Jens Lehman. I thought you would have gotten that one because <laughs> yeah, you played for both United Christ, and Liverpool. I know you were Oh my I thought the God. that's the thing. I thought the United Liverpool one would have yeah. got you. That's why. So you get. I'll give you the. You get one point though for the Robbie Keane one. Okay. Okay. So is it nineteen to thirteen? Yes. Okay. Nineteen to thirteen. Overall tough day for the Who Am I? Is good Who Am I? Well, I got four points. Okay. Well, you well, know, technically I got, I got six. Two. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so good day for the a tough day for the Who Am I? Is across the board. Across, I got four points. Don't worry about out it. Of, out of six. Thank you very much for joining us today. Um, catch us next week. We will have an interesting podcast coming for you guys next week. So um, join us then. And thank you very much. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Full90Fellas. And have a nice day.